0: B-Pod Studios.
1: Comic books, video games, anime, sci-fi. If you've been made fun of for it, we're probably going to talk about it.
2: Get those nerds! Nerds!
1: Nerds! You're listening to Nerd Radio.
0: All right, I think we're sufficiently warmed up. Welcome to uh, this week's Nerd Radio on the podcast page wrif dot com. Uh, my name is Chuck Bean. I'm your host, joined by Mister Albeck. I'm here, and Mister James.
2: Howdy ho, Wallabonga. Who gets absolutely no last name? He's just Mister James. I'm just James. Like, oh, sometimes I almost kind of like it that way. Well, yeah, just, right. Just James. I like mean, James who? Like James? None of your damn business, mm. James. I mean, I do. You
1: do remind me of Share, so. In so many ways. Oh,
2: dude, how, how cool would it be though that you just to be known by just that first name? Yeah. Like Cher, MacGyver, Madonna. I mean, I guess Madonna. MacGyver might be a last name. Yeah, Madonna, Bono, Edge. <laughs> and he's not even a professional wrestler. The the other edge, the right. other edge is with Bono. Yeah, yeah. From yeah, YouTube. Ashamed, yeah. I love it. Yeah. He's not even like a, a name,
1: it's like a part of a shape, just describing.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. He's not even a full shape. Yeah, he's, he's, not a of a shape. he's not even like circle. Yeah, he's he's just fork. the
1: edge of a of a shape.
2: I want to be known as hexagon. <laughs> That's not bad. You know, I kind of get it because it sounds kind of robotic and it's a little yeah. bit futuristic with the hexagon. Yeah. it sounds like I could true. be transformer. I mean, a transformer angle. Yeah. yeah. I am hexagon. I a- shape shift from a human into a six sided object. Was, it's, so than- it's so useless.
1: It's so useless.
2: <laughs> i was yeah, thinking I right sounded more like the most lore. useless transformer <laughs> it's, it's, it's ever just, the history yeah. of any transformer the it, most useless one the, all you are is a paperweight you transform yeah. into a paperweight essentially
1: <laughs> all he does is transform into something that confuses school children
0: <laughs> look man papers in space on the spaceships they do move around so you need that paperweight <laughs> touche
2: yeah but gravity's not gonna hold you down Maybe that's your like super ability. You're like the anti gravity paperweight. Oh yeah. But in the anti gravity climate, you're always heavy. Oh,
1: dude, I love the idea of an anti gravity paperweight. Though you put the paperweight on something and it just flies up into the air. Yeah, oh yeah, that's you would go the other, yeah, yeah would go the other way.
2: This is wild. I feel like we have the like the concept for an actual like, really legitimate uh, like either a video game or a cartoon show. Most annoying we- superpower ever.
0: Everybody yeah. would think it was it was magnetic and he has to explain it every time. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it's it's anti-gravity. There's magnets have nothing to do with it.
1: Yeah, I like <laughs> it. We've got something here.
0: Well, thanks for downloading this spitball session known as Nerd Radio. <laughs> and uh, make sure you're following us on social media at Nerd Radio 101. That's the show.
2: See you. <laughs> cool. I can go take <laughs> best, my nap. Best episode ever. Yeah. will be the most listened to, most time spent listening. We're going to kill it. Once we get these analytics back? Yeah, Yeah, we're going to find out that our show should have been 15 minutes the whole time. I was
1: going to say, no, research research shows us that the listener can only handle about a minute and a half of nerd radio. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I do have, I was telling Al before we started, I got a list of notes of uh, stuff to talk about this week, which is uh, there's so much video games. There's some television stuff going on. Uh, I was real busy during the weekend. Where would you guys want to start?
1: Let's hear about your weekend.
0: Yeah. So okay, so I'm sure you guys are familiar with, uh, especially James, with uh, how the PlayStation 4, like the the fan, can run really hot.
2: Mm. Oh yeah,
0: you know I did some looking online a couple of weeks ago, and I saw that you know yeah you can take a can of air and you can spray it inside your PlayStation to try and get rid of the stuff. But if you really want to clean it out, you got to open that puppy up. Anybody that owns oh. a computer knows this. So on yeah. Saturday, I decided I was gonna I was gonna give it a shot. Saturday, uh, the operation
2: afternoon. day, the day of right. surgery. So I
0: got my screwdrivers out and I got a YouTube video and I figured out, I figured out how to open the thing up and I was cleaning it out and everything. And I took the power supply out and I cleaned inside there, the heat sinks and the fan and everything. And then I put it all back together and I put it back on my shelf and I plugged it in and it refused to turn on. Oh no. Oh no. And I was like, this is impossible. I did everything by the video. Nothing, nothing broke. Nothing should be broke. Everything is fine. So I took it apart again and I checked it out and I put it back together again and plugged it in and once again, nothing. And that's when Amy came in the room and she's like, did you break it? <laughs> and I said, I don't think so, but I don't know. And she asked, well, is it plugged in? And I was like, well, yeah, I plugged it into the thing and there's no reason it would have you come out of the it into wall.
1: The wall. Because, oh, okay.
0: Right. Because it's, it's like the plug should be in the wall. So I, and, and I tried it one or two more times. And then I just happened to pull on the cord that was supposed to be plugged into the wall, and it wasn't plugged into the wall. Uh, so,
2: she, so she was right. It, it, it came up. How much of the a wall. relief was it when you realized that it just wasn't plugged into the wall? Like, because I'm sure you're probably like anxious. You're like, oh my God. Once you realize it wasn't turning on, you just destroyed your PlayStation. You played Frankenstein. You played Dr. Frankenstein and you yep. killed your monster. You didn't get it to come back to life. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the simplest thing in the world was the solution.
1: I'd like to point out, though. Sorry, Amy, but you walk into the room. Did you break it? Does it look like I need that right now? Like, <laughs> yeah. I just lost one of my loved ones. How about a little compassion?
2: Well, that makes you wonder. I wonder if Amy was like, I don't know if that's, that's a great idea to do. Yeah. Maybe she, you shouldn't take apart your PlayStation 4. I, I, sp- I I'm
1: starting to think she's the one who unplugged it. Maybe you'll break it. it. I think she unplugged it. Is it broke? Is it working? <laughs> she sabotaged me? Yeah. Look at you, you're dumb with your screwdrivers and your little fan.
0: (laughs) She saw me getting the screwdrivers out and asked me what I was doing and there was kind of a hesitation in her voice like, are you sure that's a good idea?
1: Yeah. Well, and that actually... That actually comes so in serious like I was giving Amy a hard time now, but in seriousness, she's also a gamer. She's like, You're doing what with the what? Right. (laughs) She was more
0: she was more concerned about that's the thing we watch TV with. (laughs) That's the thing we watch Disney Plus with and Netflix and Amazon Prime and HBO at Max. That's the thing we watch all our services with. If you break that, then we have to watch it on an iPad.
2: This is
1: our well, sole entertainment provider. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she'll be watching on an iPad. Martin You'll be dead. Be like, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that she's going to kill me over killing the PlayStation 4. I mean, she didn't murder me over killing the TV when I was playing Touché. Red Dead Redemption. Touche. So that was uh, that was the excitement on Saturday is uh, breaking and then fixing my PlayStation 4. But it runs fine now. It's great. Hmm. And uh, you guys know that I do that horror movie podcast. Yeah. So I've got the Shudder service, which is AMC's horror movie uh, service. They've got a movie on there, which you can rent on Amazon Prime, but it's free right now on on, uh, Shudder. That's called Mayhem. And I wanted to tell you guys about it. I'm sure we'll do an episode about it for for the other podcast. But I want to tell you guys about it specifically because, for one thing, Al, you have uh, informed James before of what the crossed comic book is all about. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the like the Walking Dead, except instead of zombies, everybody gets the disease and just turns into these absolute like monsters that just want to uh, de- have de- sex and murder. De-
1: depravity of mankind. Right. OK.
0: So this mayhem movie is without having the cross license, the closest you'll ever get to a crossed oh, movie. Oh,
1: my God.
0: It stars Steven Yeun, who is Glenn on The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, Samara Weaving who's been in a couple of different movies. She was in the um ready or not yeah. movie about the, uh, the girl that marries into like the board game family. And then they try and kill her.
1: That's a local guy. By the way, the guy played Glenn on walking dead. He was from Troy, Michigan. Nice.
0: Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. So Steven, Yoon uh, plays a lawyer at a really scummy law firm. There's this virus that makes people's eyes red but then makes them uh, act on their like darkest impulses, much like the crossed virus. Yeah. And this law firm is responsible for getting the first person to ever murder somebody while they were on the effects of this virus off on a technicality. And somebody in the building, the office building where this law firm is gets the virus and quickly passes it throughout the morning and the afternoon to everybody. And the CDC locks down the building un- until like they, they put an antivirus in the air conditioner and, Within eight hours, everybody will be fine. But within those eight hours, everybody is just fighting each other and having sex on the desks and just doing the worst things possible. Mm -hmm. And they don't want the virus to get out. So they, you know, lock down the building. He gets fired before they get locked down. So he spends the entire movie with Samara Weaving fighting his way up to the top floor to murder his boss. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was kind of dark comedy. It was less horror than just like action movie. Yeah, but it was it was a blast.
1: Well, that, I, I, that subplot is is kind of funny. We're like he's in this horrible disease, you know, the outbreak, and he's like, yeah, but I got to kill that motherfucker. Fired me. Like that's his top priority. <laughs>
0: yeah, because see, he's on the basement. It's almost like Die Hard. With, sure, with a, yeah. and a zombie movie smashed together. But he's on the bottom floor of the building and uh, he's talking to Samara Weaving's character and realizes wait a second. Anything I do in the next eight hours, I cannot be prosecuted for. I'm going to murder him before <laughs> he can actually fire me, before I'm actually out of this building on my ass without a job. I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to murder my That's boss.
2: Cool. I like that. I guess the, the irony in, in it all is that he's the only one, one of the only ones that doesn't have that virus, right?
0: Oh, no, he's the, well, like one of the first ones to to uh, show signs of it.
2: Oh, OK. I was thinking maybe he didn't have it, but he's still mur- as murdering as much as everybody else is. Yeah. That's, he doesn't right. have the vibe.
1: That, I, I was thinking the same thing, James. That's what it sounded like.
0: But it's uh, it's like I said, a damn fun movie. If you got a couple of bucks, definitely give it a give it a rental on uh, Amazon. Yeah, I'm not. It was
1: not much of a mo- uh, like a horror movie
2: guy, but <laughs> I feel like I might check that out. How long ago did this movie come out? Uh, like I of think seems familiar. Like, I feel like I've seen a trailer for it somewhere.
0: Probably. It came out in 2017. What's it called again? Okay. Uh, Mayhem.
1: Mayhem. Okay.
0: The absolute blast. I also took some time. I forgot to say this a couple of weeks ago, but I took some time to see the, uh, the new Scooby movie. Yeah, because it was on the HBO streaming service, and it it is delightful. It is very cute. It's hilarious to see Blue Falcon and Dinomutt in the movie. And Blue Falcon is voiced by Mark Wahlberg, and Dinomutt is um, Ken Jeong
2: from
1: the uh, <laughs> Perfect
2: Hangovers
1: <laughs> yeah. and Community.
2: But uh, you know, are these Scooby do properties, these characters, the Blue Falcon. Uh, they actually that's the thing
0: that's interesting. Is it's Hanna Barbera properties. Mm-hmm. so like blue falcon and dynamite are in the movie and the villains of the movie are snidely whiplash from uh wacky races okay and he's he uh, like a guy with a mustache yeah I the plot of the movie, of these
2: he, characters he
0: had he had the uh the dog in a uh, um wacky races Muttley, that
2: made the laugh i was like <laughs> okay so he'd be like all dressed all in black with like a mustache like the typical old school villain looking kind of guy yeah totally okay but
0: the 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 plot
2: of the movie this is, wait, is, this
0: is a cartoon uh, it's a CGI cartoon. Okay, let me see if I can pull up a Snidely Whiplash uh, picture so you. Can... I feel like we're playing twenty-one questions
2: on the Scooby Doo movie. No, it's quite all right. Sorry for being so inquisitive.
0: It was a fun movie, though. I mean, it's a little weird to not hear the same guy that was Shaggy, you know, forever. Casey Kasem, uh, the guy that was that was in the uh, live-action movies. It's been Shaggy for the last I don't know, like twenty
2: years. Oh, from the guy from Scream. Yeah, I didn't realize he was still in all those movies.
0: Yeah. Which, let me tell you, I just, saw weird. I just saw Scream for the first time a couple of weeks ago how it was really weird to see the guy that I've known as Shaggy in that movie.
2: Oh, yeah. That's funny.
0: I'm sure it was a little bit like what a lot of people uh, dealt with when they watched The Walking Dead and saw The Governor and then went back and saw him on episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah. Like, Wait, what? Yep. But I bring it up because uh, the Scoob movie was really fun. But this week, two different sources that have worked on Scooby-Doo, one of them being James Gunn, officially said that Velma is a lesbian.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Oh, good for her. The uh, producer of the animated series, The Scooby Doo Mystery Incorporated from 2010, said that uh, he had always intended for Velma to be a lesbian, actually, had given her a girlfriend during the show.
1: Let's be and honest, it Gunn... makes sense. It makes sense.
0: Yeah. And then James Gunn had said when he did the live action movies in 2002, he did the very first one. He said that it was in the original script, but the studio had kept watering it down.
2: Oh. Oh, interesting. I'm probably too much, too heavy of a topic to throw at a kid at the age that they're they're targeting maybe I don't know right it's too too serious of a topic that they don't want to get in the ring of the funny thing is I've seen it on Twitter
0: uh, I've seen it on Twitter too where people have gotten these um, screenshots from one of the more recent Scooby-Doo cartoons Mm -hmm. and Velma and Daphne uh, live together as roommates and then Fred and Shaggy live together as roommates and there's a particular scene where it absolutely looks like Daphne is wearing like
2: Velma sweater. Oh, which, oh, which, which clam implies slap action. <laughs> yeah, which could be do scene.
0: It implies some things. Uh-oh. On the flip side, there's also a uh, scene where Fred says something like he only lets his girlfriends call him Freddie, and then somewhere later on in the episode, Shaggy calls him Freddie. Okay.
1: Oh. <laughs> so interesting. It's just one them giant wacky, orgy in that mystery machine. The mystery's been solved.
2: Mystery machine kids. Shaggy's eating more than just Scooby snacks in that van. Yeah.
1: yeah well. well, we're going to take a short break.
0: We've got some more stuff to get to. Uh, both Star Trek and Star Wars have new animated series coming out. We'll talk about those coming up. And I'm very concerned with video games and the price of video games and some of the things concerned Uh-oh. connected to video games. So I wanted to talk to you guys about that. We'll get into that next on Nerd Radio.
3: Hi, you got Larry B. Scott from Revenge of the Nerds, party, 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 and you're listening to
0: Nerd Radio. Welcome back to more Nerd Radio, wherever you get your podcast, as part of the B-Pod Studios Network, as well as on uh, Riff 2, Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. My name is Chuck Bean, joined by Al Beck and James. We're also in
1: Boston, isn't that right, Al? Rock929rocks.com. Absolutely.
0: And I'd have to imagine somewhere in the next uh, month or so, we'll be back on our uh, YouTube and the Checkpoint XP Twitch channel where, James, uh, you can hear him every week with the Checkpoint XP guys.
2: Yeah, you can find that over at twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP.
0: I bring up the Checkpoint XP guys because they've had a couple of really good stories on our website the last uh, couple of weeks. First of all, um, today is the day that I get more games for my uh, Super Nintendo Nintendo app cool on the Ooh,
2: uh, i get more games today too what a happy day play.
0: right so yeah, this is your first uh your first new game day for these things isn't it yeah
2: how exciting i'm so excited now
0: there is really something cool to open in that app up and then they like the little games fold over and reveal themselves it's like, like a big surprise it's, it's like, the like the open it up re- reveal
2: what it already is
0: well yeah but it's like when you play the magic the gathering on the computer and they've got the little card packs and you know you click on the card pack and it makes the sound and of the rapper tearing.
2: Virtually open up a new video game.
0: Right. But today we get uh, Donkey Kong Country on the Super Nintendo. And we also get, let me take a look here, Natsumi Championship Wrestling.
2: Oh, I am not familiar with that game whatsoever.
0: I'm not either. And it's really interesting uh, how the games work because I pulled up the Wikipedia article here. Let me share my screen. Um, sometimes we get different games than the Japanese crowd gets when it comes to this app. And this is actually one of those times because we're getting two games on the super Nintendo, those two games. And then we're getting on the Nintendo app. You're getting the immortal, which uh, I remember playing on the, on the NES a couple of times. It looks beautiful for a NES game. Hmm. Um, But over in Japan, they're not getting the NES game, the immortal, but they are getting a third game for the super Nintendo it's called Shin Megami Tensei, and it's actually the very first game in the series that would become the Persona series. Oh, really? Yeah, and uh, it's it's very. I I hadn't looked at this spreadsheet on Wikipedia in a while, but it's very interesting to go through. And they've got like the date when these games were put on the app, and they also show you once again in in this graph when. Uh, when the games come out and which games made it to America and which games made it to Japan. So like uh, in December of 2018, they gave us here in America, the adventures of Lolo on the NES app, but for some reason didn't give it to the Japanese, but gave them the sequel and didn't give us the
1: sequel. Oh, that sucks.
0: It's weird. Half the time, the games that they get over on the, the Japanese version of the NES app are games that I've never heard of, or like the fire emblem series on
2: the NES was never released over here. So it makes a lot of sense. Well maybe the Lolo 2 I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. Maybe Lolo 2 is technically like the Japanese version of the Adventures of Lolo. So they never that's, put it out in America, you know? But that was always yeah, released possible. in Japan or something.
0: Yeah, because uh like last May they gave us the the old uh Nest game Clue clue Land. And it's another one of those like there's one called Clue Clue Land. Welcome to new Clue Clue Land and that we didn't get, but the Japanese got, but then we
2: got oh, the original. Okay.
0: So it's always, always,
2: uh, Clu- Land to- sounds like a very good uh, slip of a tongue can mean a very completely different thing. Yeah. For That's sure. sure. Henry yeah. title to have for a video <laughs> game for a child's video game. So, yeah, we got some new nest games,
0: which is cool because, you know, if you're paying the uh, subscription fee, then they're, I mean, technically free, which is awesome. But another article that uh, the Checkpoint guys had posted on our website was uh, titled, Are Video Games About to Cost $70? No! And the reason I wanted to bring it up is, uh, first of all, go over to wrif.com and check it out, or check out our social media. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if we haven't posted it by now, we will be.
1: I think I did post um, that one.
0: But the, the question I wanted to post to both of you guys is, is there, is there a line in the sand where games are just too expensive for you?
1: For me, it's almost we've already almost passed it, uh, in a sense, because I don't run out and get games as often as I would like to. And that's coming right. from me who I don't really game all that much. So it's a little bit easier for me to back off. But that one that uh, Norman Redis did, I keep forgetting what it's called. Every time it comes up, I'm like, that's branding. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm always like, you know what? I, I really want to check that game out. And then when I go to buy, I'm like, eh, nah, you know. Yeah. So
2: I don't know. I mean, I have mixed feelings. Come for on, what? Al. You know, it's worth the money. <sighs> Norman Reedus had them go in and redo his abs. So you know these guys are rocking abs. <laughs> That's worth your price tag alone.
1: Ah, see, there you go. See, James, just you want me to buy it so you can borrow it and watch the abs.
2: Well, exactly. i <laughs> well, Al, just take a couple pictures. <laughs> just make me a video on your cell phone. Yeah. Give me all the hunky scenes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, they tell me uh, how
2: they, the game ends, because I'll never play
1: it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm interested, but I just I don't, don't want to drop the money on it. So, I mean, I've got mixed feelings on this. For one thing, video games are so much more in-depth than they used to be. They're huge. So, I mean, I feel like for the most part, you are getting your money's worth, but you just you can't buy as many games anymore. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. I get it, but at the same time, it's like... <laughs> You expect me to buy every friggin' game like that? Because I think the article we've also all bought a game and we dropped the 60 bucks on it. And in this case, it'll be $70. And then you get it home and you play it for a little bit and go, wow, what a waste of money. Right. Yeah. Like this suck. Yeah. trash. Yeah. And the more and more digital that we get, you're relying on sales like there will be games that have been out for a few years that come up at a cheap price and you can eventually play it. But the more we do digital, the more those resale places that, you know, Chuck, you usually pick games up at the resale places. Right. The more digital we get, the less there will be hard copies available at secondhand stores.
0: Yeah, and I think even, it was even last week that James had mentioned that uh, you'd bought like a a ninety nine dollar like collector's edition of uh, it was either the Star Wars game or some other game, the one that I was talking about last week. But it's you know I'm sure there's there's a license or there's a particular game that uh, even even for someone like you know Al or myself that okay I'm going to run out and I'm going to pay the full price for this particular game something like red dead redemption 2 Mm
1: -hmm. yes yeah i would if they did red dead redemption 3 i would pay full price for that that a star trek game or a mash game like let's
0: yeah okay let's say (laughs) let's say they bring out a mash game that's a little bit like uh red dead or uh or grand theft auto or something like that at what price point are you like that's too expensive i'm out what if it was a hundred bucks
1: i would for a mash game i would Pay it, and I would grumble about it, but I would pay it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> grumble about it. <laughs> He's got to play his high who the hand. Come on, Chuck. <laughs> name your price. Take I, his money. I He's will.
1: I will say that it's probably better to go with a Star Trek game in that example because that's actually realistically going to happen. <laughs> Whereas if a MASH game came out, if it was $200, I'm like, I have to play this. Like, why <laughs> Why is there a MASH game? <laughs> but, like, I didn't rush out and get um, Bridge Crew right away because I thought you had to have the PlayStation VR, which was out. I could have dropped the extra whatever it would have been $300 or whatever to buy all the gear to get the game. It wasn't until later that I realized, oh, you can still play with the VR that I went ahead and bought it. And then I wanted to experience in VR and that's, it kind of convinced me to get all the equipment, but I kind of drew a line in the sand with Star Trek, you know,
2: what about you, James? Uh, For me, I feel like 50 bucks was my ideal price. Yes. For games. Like, 50 i was like okay cool 50 bucks like it's a it's a considerable amount of money but it's not too much it feels like reasonable it's yeah it's a definitely a reasonable amount so even now paying what it's like 60 was it like usually 59.99 for a yeah. game now yeah um i, I feel like I'm, I'm i'm overpaying for them so i'm mm-hmm. kind of at my limit if we actually hit 70 dollars I probably i'll be playing the the free to download games with skins that you you know that you can uh you pay extra for 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 a long time unless a game that looks really appealing to me or it's a game that i'm just dying to play or if it's uh, like a, like the newer games when they come out that are kind of like they're not super new or they're not super complex like streets of rage i think that right. was like 25 30 30 dollars or um like the untitled goose game i think it was like 20 bucks yeah like you would see me play more of those games maybe i'll support more indie game developers than mm-hmm. you know some of the big name ones uh if they come
0: out with a John Cena VR uh, workout regimen,
2: I would probably drop a considerable chunk of change on that, <laughs> especially if it's the like guaranteed results. I be mean, oh, 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 guaranteed results, dancing with guaranteed ch- results or John Cena will personally come visit you
1: dancing but, with well, Channing.
2: Yeah, dancing oh, with dancing Jan- with Channing Tatum. Oh man, <laughs> that'd be a, like he teaches me all the moves, the pony yeah. from uh, Magic Mike or something. Heck yeah. yeah, dude, like I mean, we're talking like five five hundred bucks. I'd be like, okay, yeah. Woo. Um,
1: the I think the part about this story that concerns me the most, like I said, I do have mixed feelings because you're getting more out of your games with that money than you used to. I understand the increase in price, and I think. For a game I really want to play, I would still drop the 70 bucks. I would drop $70 on an RDR3. I would. The concern I have is every generation, it seems to go up by $10. Like PS2, they right, were $40 really games. Good. PS3, $50. Now they're $60 games. We're talking about the PS5, it's going to be $70. So it's like, it's, you know, like James was saying, you're going to see him playing more of the cheaper games. I've already hit that breaking point. It took Red Dead Redemption for me to to buy that game and you know because even games i like i don't spend that much time playing them i spent money on god of war the new god of war game i loved it didn't end up finishing it that uh that star wars game or the the newer one i can't remember what it's called jedi something I don't goddamn know, but you know the <laughs> the one
2: the one with the the dude from the show. Oh my god! I keep going! I Keep going! Cause I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. Well, anyway, the point is, it's uh, it's that the new third person walk around whatever freaking game, right? Um, I, I was having fun with it, and I I didn't play it for more than like an hour. <laughs> so it's like I I don't see myself dropping much more money on games unless I really want it.
0: I could just picture Pandoff works. listening to this episode and wishing he was here again this week. Cause he's like,
1: he's Jedi fallen order. Jedi fallen. There order. it is. There it is. Yeah. Fallen order. You, <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, hell I was so looking forward to the final fantasy seven remake. Love the original had a great time playing the remake, but I didn't play it all that much. It's just, you know, it's where I'm at with gaming and I, I don't know. Oh I'm, yeah. i have said the most on this topic and I probably should say the least because I game the least. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I but think because the, we have big we opinion, all, opinion on it. I guess We so. all come from a different avenue when it comes to this. I tend to buy games 2 to 3 years after they're a big deal. So, if you if you charge 70 bucks as, as soon as the game comes out unless it's something like a Transformers game yeah. or a new rock band game possibly or something like that, which ironically those games went up and up and up. You know, when you I think it was like a hundred bucks to get a guitar and a game on the PlayStation two. And then by the time they were giving you a drum set and microphones, it was like two hundred dollars mm-hmm. and I I yeah, paid like it. So, two
2: fifty for a rock band, yeah.
0: Yeah. So I've been there, but I'm also a little bit I'm I'm kind of where Al is in that unless it's something I know 100% I am going to enjoy every second of what I'm doing.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I don't know, man. 70 bucks is kind of steep.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And even for, for me personally, it's a, it's a roll of dice still, even if I know 100% like the Final Fantasy game, I knew 100%. And, and it was delivering on my expectations, and I still didn't play it that much.
0: Right. And the article, once again, that you can check out on WRIF.com does a great job uh, advocating for the price increase because, I mean, the while the price is only an increase of like about $10, like you were saying, Al, the price to develop these things has gone up astronomically. So, you know, I understand, but at the same time, I'm much less likely to try out a Last of Us, you know, at $70 than I would be at, you know, maybe 50 or right. like James was saying at 20.
1: My question, and this totally does come out of ignorance, which, you know, is not a shock with me, <laughs> but where is the price increasing so much to develop a game? Because I mean like so much of the, like that pristine looking CGI is getting cheaper to make. I mean, think about that gambit movie you showed us that fan right. gambit movie looked like a motion picture. You know what I mean? Like it looked amazing. So like, you you know, I'm wondering where it all uh, exactly the why it's costing so much more to create them. Not that I'm saying it should be cheap. I just I just don't know where exactly it is. I just don't understand.
2: It's mostly in the graphics, man. Yeah, and I mean maybe that's where they need more people, more graphics, with more pixels, more more pixel slaves. In yeah, there. makes yeah. sense. I wasn't creating the just- game
1: yeah like i said just totally ignorant on the on the topic
2: i have tried
1: to sit through just out of curiosity the end credits of a game and they go on forever they
0: go on for so (laughs) long yeah that's that's where all that money is going is that it takes so many people to put a game together these days
2: and then testers to test it out Mm.
0: well speaking of things that are fairly expensive uh, another article that you can check out over on WRIF.com, a new lego set we talked last month about nintendo finally uh, making getting together with Lego and making that super Mario Brothers set with the little Mario guy. That's got the screen and the speaker on him.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, they revealed this week that Nintendo is making a Lego set of a Nintendo entertainment system that uh, you can take Legos and make a Nintendo entertainment system, a controller that plugs into it, a little super Mario brothers cartridge you can put into the Nintendo and then a tiny tube television that allows you to simulate playing Super Mario Brothers. Let me pull this up oh, nice cool. so you guys can see this video.
3: It's kind of neat. Hi, I'm LEGO Lead Designer Jonathan Beck. Hi. 2020 marks the 35th anniversary of the original Nintendo Entertainment. This guy is so and Swedish. feeling a little nostalgic, which is why we're excited to unveil the new LEGO NES. This incredible brick-built set includes the iconic NES control deck and a retro-style TV that revolutionizes classic 8-bit graphics. Everything will instantly feel familiar to NES fans. From plugging in your controller to loading your favorite game cartridge. And when you're done building, jump into the action on the level of the original Super Mario Brothers. Speaking of Mario, this guy always has a trick up his sleeve. And Lego Mario from the Lego Super Mario starter course is no different. Just put him on top of the TV and start cranking to truly bring the Lego NES to life. Now you're playing with power and bricks. We hope you enjoy the new Lego Nintendo Entertainment System as much as the original NES. I don't yep. think that they will there, Jonathan, but
2: uh, <laughs> I appreciate your sentiment. I don't yeah, think cranking so like, uh, your TV is going to be as the same as playing the actual Nintendo. It's a uh, Lego NES
0: set. It's about 2,000 pieces. I love that in the video. The guy still blows in the cartridge before he puts it in the little Lego Yes.
2: Right. Yeah, authentic. Uh,
0: yeah, and it comes with this little TV that's got a crank on the side that will move the Mario level and, uh, and and move the little Mario Lego around so it looks like you're playing Super Mario Brothers on it. And as they showed there, if you take the little Mario and you put him on top of the TV, he'll play the level one music and make all the sound effects while Mario is uh, on the TV going through the game.
2: That's cool. That's neat. $230. Not that neat.
1: Yeah, no. Nah. Nope. <laughs> Not even close.
2: Yeah, for two hundred and thirty dollars, you need to plant one of those little mini NES in there as like a brick or something, and plug that into an actual TV. So let me build a Lego Nintendo that actually plays Nintendo games. Yeah, now you have my attention.
0: Yeah, when you can go online and get you know actual Super Mario Brothers for less than two hundred and thirty dollars, I don't. You got to be a big Lego guy in order to to pick this up.
2: Yeah, I think everybody knows Joel. Yeah, nice yeah. when we did the, the last Star Wars uh, episode, he's a big Lego guy. I wonder yeah. if he would pay the 230 to build one of these.
1: If it's enough of, if it's your thing enough, then it's worth it. You know? Sure. It's like when you've got, um, I mean, everyone on, on the three of us have many different interests in the realm, and Lego isn't like, if it was a cheap thing, maybe, but. It's not a big enough interest for any of us, so it wouldn't be worth it. But there are definitely people who will, who will drop the money on it. Yeah. There's absolutely. so many Star Wars Lego sets that I would love to buy, but those things run into a couple hundred bucks, you know, for like the Millennium Falcon yeah. or, you know, the Death Star or whatever. It's like, I don't have the money or enough interest to drop that on there, you know.
2: Or well, the time to put all those little things together right. and risk Dropping one on the floor and stepping on it right foot. Oh, man. But I'd spend Yeah, that's always my fear
0: with Legos is that I'm going to there's going to be a very small piece that I'm going to lose. Right. And then the whole thing's yeah. not going to work.
1: Yeah. But see, and you know what? It's not worth it to me to drop that money on Legos, but I would spend double that on a guitar that I really wanted if I, you know, really wanted it bad enough. This just depends on what you're into.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Speaking of, speaking of Super Mario and money, did you guys see the uh, the thing on our website about the unopened copy of Super Mario Brothers that went at yeah. auction? Yeah. Jesus. How much did it go like for $100? again? I can't remember.
2: Uh, $114,000. <laughs> <laughs> you mean just for the original Super Mario Brothers game?
1: Uh, original wow. Inbox. Mint Inbox. Mint Inbox Super
2: Mario so Brothers. I had said
0: on the air a couple of days ago when I saw this, uh, this particular article, I remember going to Funco Land and picking up Super Mario Brothers yeah. for a buck.
1: Wow. Yeah, here's my question: Who is the douchebag that bought Super Mario Brothers and never even bothered to open it and play it?
2: <laughs> um, it's it's the guy that's one hundred fourteen thousand dollars richer, douche. <laughs> <laughs> he was like just like me. If I wouldn't know about the the bat wiener, uh Oh, really yeah. issue. I would have yeah. a whole bunch of those. like five of them. You know, one for myself and four to sell on eBay when the value of oh. the bat wing goes up.
1: I thought I thought you were going to say buy one for yourself and the other four to pin up on the wall. Oh, well no, maybe okay. I'll sell. I'll sell three. I'll pin one up on the wall. J- James just bought a new house. He's got a whole room wallpapered with the bat dong. Yeah. I just I just need it for my spirit board. It's,
0: it's the same page over and over and over like <laughs> wallpaper.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Actually, I have to be more like the Bat Dom. Dude, that's kind of a dark and mysterious.
1: It's kind of a neat idea, Chuck, for like if you had like a nerd room and you wallpapered it in comics.
0: OK, now, when I was a, when I when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, I remember taking a particular comic that you had to buy like four or five times because it had a card in it or something like that. Yeah. And cutting it up and turning it into wallpaper in like the basement.
1: Yeah. My parents house. Yeah.
0: So you could like just stand there and like walk from left to right and read the whole comic
1: so it's not an original idea i just said thanks for crushing me chuck yeah well you know it's a thing that chuck did he, yeah you did it back in 1941
0: right you, exactly I'm here, tell- I'm here to tell you it didn't look great <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. oh man it's real sad you did
2: that but with you didn't superman number with a two page did you
0: <laughs> well that is true there were there were no flaccid uh bruce wayne penises in that comic so there are also no flaccid penises in animal crossing there's no segue <laughs>
2: god i hope not i hope so and, jesus uh, at least as far as we know so far as far as we know and the company
0: that has paid people to watch every episode of the office and all the star wars movies is now paying somebody to play animal crossing for two weeks a thousand dollars Really? Yep. High How speed, do you apply? Highspeedinternet.com is looking to pay somebody uh, throughout the month of August to play 50 hours of Animal Crossing New Horizons on their, uh, on their Switch. Uh, you can go to um, highspeedinternet.com and apply. And uh, they're looking to essentially pay for about two weeks in August. So, I let you guys know this because if I disappear for two weeks in August, I got the job.
1: I was going to say that you awesome. You <laughs> must have applied for this, Chuck, because it's right up your alley. Are you
0: kidding me? You're going to pay me 20 bucks to play Animal Crossing? You could pay me 20 bucks to play Shadow of the Colossus for two weeks. Be <laughs> in on that.
1: Deal yeah. the horse.
0: I deal with that stupid horse. So, yeah, check it out. Highspeedinternet.com uh, if you want to apply. Actually, don't check it out because the more people apply, the less likely I get the job so forget oh, I said uh, anything
2: I guess we're gonna have to omit this whole portion of the podcast <laughs>
0: just making my editing uh, a little bit harder <laughs>
2: yeah. or just one long beep <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then it stops apply today at beep <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly
0: alright well let's take another short break and uh, I've got some Star Trek and some Star Wars news for you and some comic book news going on that's coming up next on nerd radio
2: Hope you've cleared out your DVR. Time for Nerd Radio. Spoilers. Make it show.
0: Welcome back to more Nerd Radio on Riff 2, Wednesday nights at 10 p.m. as well as on the podcast page at com. If you're in Boston, you can also find us.
1: Rock929Rocks.com. Nine
0: and we're on your social media at NerdRadio101. So both of these are right up your alley, Al. Last week, we found out that there is a new Star Wars animated show coming to, I believe, Disney Plus called Star Wars The Bad Batch. Mm -hmm. It is a bunch of clones from Star Wars Clone Wars that were introduced there that are getting their own TV show. And they're The Bad Batch because they're not exact clones. They all have their own personalities and specialties. oh
1: got you okay
0: and that should be pretty cool but speaking of animation we've also got a new star trek animated series on the way
1: i am looking forward to that yeah i haven't looked at the trailer i'm 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 aware of it but i'm kind of following my trailer rule with this someone tweeted at me that about the new trailer i was like awesome glad the trailer's here don't want to look at it but it's supposed yeah. to be a comedy, no. low, lower decks, right? And it's like the uh, it's the yep. unseen guys, where it's it's m- not based on the captain and the first officer and the you know chief medical officer. It's like the low guys on the totem pole who you never really see doing their menial tasks, and it's based on them.
0: Yep, it follows a whole bunch of people that work on the lower decks that uh, clean
2: up the the hollow deck. <laughs> and- <laughs> that's what not <I> <laughs> ask it's like the janitors and like yeah. the cooks. Yeah, like yeah, those those people on the. Uh, SS Enterprise, whatever it's called, hmm.
0: they got into Starfleet because they wanted to see new planets and meet new races and stuff like that. But somebody's got to uh, somebody's got to make sure that the replicators got stuff to replicate, right? Make sure the holodeck deck isn't filled with spunk. Yep. So. Yeah, that's coming out in uh, August, August the 6th to uh, CBS All Access. So awesome. I'm curious, are you are you going to do the same thing you did with Picard? Are you going to be like there day
1: one to see this? Most likely, yeah.
0: Do
2: they
1: have the, the original animated series on there? I don't know. I have it on Blu-ray. I've seen it. It's a tough watch. Yeah,
2: it is. And I feel this like Star the Star Trek animated series. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, well, the original series oh uh, actually failed. Like, it did three seasons, and it got canceled. It didn't get popular until syndication. So uh, Gene Roddenberry tried to reboot it a couple of times. He had uh, one series that never got made. I think he called it Phase 2 or something like that, which they did recycle some of those scripts or ideas for Next Generation. Um, And then they tried to do in the 70s, they tried to do an animated series where they got uh, you know William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy. Uh, and there was the original cast voicing their own characters, but they tried doing repackaging it for kids and doing an animated series, and it is terrible. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: I feel like it's a missed opportunity, too, because uh, years ago they had this show on Adult Swim called C-Lab, where they took the original C-Lab cartoon and then redubbed it like they did with Space Ghost.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah,
0: is C-Lab and, um, 2020 or something? Wasn't it 2020? Yeah. And I'm surprised they've never done that with that original Star Trek show. Yeah. I feel like it would be rife for, you know, just good adult swim style comedy.
1: You know, I had heard a story back to the original, the uh, Star Trek animated series. If you uh, anyone needed another example of what a good guy Leonard Nimoy was. I can't remember if it was Walter Koning or um, uh, George Takei. But one of those guys, or maybe even both of them, they weren't going to put them in the animated series. And Leonard Nimoy like, drew a line in the sand. It was basically like, listen, those guys are part of the, the show. You either get them or you don't have Spock. Oh, wow. So he basically said, you're taking all of us or you're not getting me. And, they, and he was such a popular character, obviously, that they're like, we can't do this without Spock. So
2: yeah, he took a stand.
1: Yeah, he did. That's interesting. Yeah.
0: Nice. Well, going on down at the uh, comic book store over the next couple of weeks, free comic book day is usually this uh, year, May of isn't course, it? Comic, yeah, first
1: weekend in May, right?
0: Comic book stores couldn't be open the uh, first weekend in May this particular year. So what they're doing with the 45 free comic book day titles that they had planned is starting this week, every week at your comic book store, five of those titles will be available for free comic book summer. Oh, that's cool. Yep. Nice. Nice. Uh, This week uh, has the X-Men free comic book day book that Marvel was going to put out. So I got I got that. Uh, They've also got the My Little Pony book that uh, was for free comic book day, Power Rangers and a couple of other books that I'm not real familiar with. But every week they're going to be kicking out five or six of these books out of the 45 that they had planned. So you can hit your comic book store every week to get your free comic book day fix along with your weekly comic book day fix, which is pretty cool. Mm hmm. I also saw an article saying that uh, comic book sales last year hit an all time high.
1: Really? That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Wow. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Yeah. Comic book industry saw record growth in 2019, averaging 1 billion in combined graphic novels and single issue sales. Is that Dude, it's all those movies?
2: I was going to say what those movies I think are getting people encouraged to go get the comics and read about it and. I bet you those movies are just bringing comic books to new people. I
1: was just going to say, was Endgame last year? No, I think the Spider Man movie was last year. Okay. Yeah,
2: yeah it was Endgame Spider
0: Man. A couple years. Endgame in the, uh, in the spring and then Spider Man in the summer.
1: Yeah, so Endgame was last year then. So Infinity right. War was huge, and then he had a year before Endgame came out. Uh, I That makes sense.
0: They say uh, in the article the biggest driving force was graphic novels which tend to be sold in bookstores and comic shops, graphic novel sales accounted for 765 million while single issues totaled close to 355 million. So obviously almost half of Mm -hmm. uh, what people were buying graphic novels, digital comics accounted for 90 million uh, while sales made in bookstores totaled more than uh, 570 million. And they said that uh, 525 million of sales came from local comic shops. So that's kind of encouraging that almost half of the sales came from your local comic book shops.
1: Yeah. Well, you hope, too, that maybe some of the people that, uh, you know, watched uh, Infinity War and Endgame and decided they wanted to go pick up a Guardians of the Galaxy trade or something. And they didn't know where to go. So they got it at Barnes and Noble and decided they really liked it. Maybe they from there were like, all right. Then they sought out a comic book store.
0: Yeah. And obviously, everybody's been hit really hard in 2020 with yeah. COVID 19, mm-hmm. and comic book stores are definitely in the same boat as like used record stores in in that like you know they they were not doing great to begin with, and then right. this happened, right? So you know I always like to encourage people to keep my comic book stores around. I like going to the comic store.
1: Yeah, and if people are looking for a comic book store, you like to plug that website, Chuck. Why don't you let them know what it is?
0: Yeah, comic shop uh, locator. You can go there, comicshoplocator and yeah. it'll let you know some of the closest stores. In your uh, in your neighborhood, yeah.
1: so if that's you, maybe you know you found this podcast and you're somebody who's kind of getting back into it and checked out a Barnes and Noble and you want to get right uh, support a local comic shop. There's there's a good way to find one,
0: and that was kind of why I wanted to talk about the video games in the last segment too, because you know for me and you, al we've we've complained before about how comics are so can get so expensive these days. Mm-hmm. They're you know the. The normal is about three ninety nine, dollars but sometimes you get that issue, like Green Lantern issue you got a couple weeks ago, is like 10 bucks. Yeah. So we're very familiar with the, at what point do I buy less of this, or at what point am I just out?
1: Yeah. Deadpool likes to drop a $10 book on me every so often. Actually, I feel like I haven't had that happen in a little while. Uh, maybe it was when Jerry Dugan was writing it or something that they kept dropping that. There also hasn't yep. been a Deadpool yeah. movie in a, a few years now, and that might be why maybe the demand is down
0: well marvel's yeah. got a new uh event going on that just started last week and those are like 4.99 a piece or 5.99 a piece oh, know, it's like no nah, i don't need to read it that bad no the x-men aren't involved so i don't care
1: right uh,
0: <laughs> our, all right well before we leave i got one more story for you guys because i saw this and i was like what the f so, um, we're familiar with the fact that Red Dead Redemption 2 came with a Red Dead Online, which is a lot mm-hmm. like what they're doing with uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And according to this article over on comicbook.com, uh, players have been waiting for uh, any significant update to the game and haven't gotten anything but minor updates. So, in order to protest, because we've seen plenty of protests this year, players have started dressing up as clowns. What? While they're playing Red Dead Online, because you can change what your character looks like, you know, different cowboys, different hats, different whatever. Uh, now you there's different servers where uh, the, the entire server is just people wearing the clown skin to protest oh. the fact that and over abandoned. Them.
1: And over at Rockstar, they're like, "You're still playing it, right? <laughs> okay."
2: <laughs> Thank you. So, what do these guys look like? Like Buckaroo Bozo? Like you look like George the with a cowboy hat and some atlas chaps? they ride like, your, your steed.
0: They look like circus performers. They got the big old shoes and they got the the goofy outfit, but then they're, you know, riding around in their horses and, you know, killing each other and right This and is a walking.
2: protest? This makes the game sound 1,000 times cooler in my book. <laughs> well, it does as you long know as you not much sure of a kick I had to right? get out of it well yeah I'm not scared of clowns but do you know how much of a kick I'd get if I saw like some clown like literally what's up with this clown over here riding by on his horse and is legitimately a clown that'd be hilarious yeah (laughs) the worst protest ever
1: as as protests go this is is pretty lame
0: yeah there you go there's a bunch of clowns wearing the uh wearing the wig yeah that's awesome uh, what are they on this boat? boats full of clowns looks like Normandy Beach but everyone's clowns
1: but they're still it playing it. The is the coolest protest? It is. <laughs> it's also the most useless protest.
0: It really is because you're right. They're still playing the game, right? I don't know. As long as they're having fun, right? They're figuring out how to how to have fun with a game that Rockstar is not updating. No, so. they're not. They're how long like, you got
2: to play before you unlock the clown skin, guys? How much does the clown skin cost? That's a great question because I have no idea. I don't I never know either. Got that far. I, I don't, on,
1: you I, don't have the the clown skin unlocked yet? No, I don't do the online thing. I did start a playthrough oh, again recently. I haven't gotten very far, but I was like, I kind of want to play that again. So that might be my next, you know, going through Red Dead Redemption 2 again.
0: I still have my copy, and I've definitely thought in the last month or two that maybe it's time. Maybe I can play it without breaking another TV.
2: <laughs> I had a good time with it, man. I really well, I'm did. Thinking, I'm thinking about getting it so I can be a clown in the wild, wild west. Yeah. Right, right. I'll tell you what, what you can borrow my copy. And, okay. There there go. Go. That'll
0: uh that'll that'll take the decision out of my hands. Then I'll have to play Mass Effect.
1: Oh, that's right. You did a Twitter poll.
0: Yeah, and they said they wanted me to play Mass Effect, and then I discovered Star Wars Battlefront 2, and now that's all I play when I come home at night.
1: Oh, <gasps> oh you're 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 going back on your promise. You've betrayed really the Twitter all thirty seven of them or whatever it was.
0: All 37 of them are very angry at me right now.
1: I'll bet you anything. 35 of them haven't even noticed that you (laughs) forgot that they voted.
0: Well, I appreciate all 37 of them, and I appreciate everyone who downloads and listens to this podcast. Be sure to rate and review us wherever you're getting your podcast. And uh, thank you to the couple of listeners that let me know that I had uploaded it incorrectly last Friday. So instead of it going up at 3 a.m., the, the, a lot of people didn't get it to it until 6 o'clock at night because I'm a
2: dumbass uh oh it happens
0: Yep, yeah, but uh, that's all I got for this week guys so make sure you guys find us at uh, Nerd Radio 101 on social media and uh, I'll let Alan James say their piece if they've got anything to say before we cut this one
1: I have no peace.
2: sayonara suckers I'm in a difficult situation here I mean after all you're nerds
3: weekend
2: see you later, nerd. You. the future stupid guys i'm sorry but it is i have spoken while you do that <clears throat> i'm gonna run and pee real quick okay be funny if he just starts peeing and is just running while he's being like right there
0: <laughs> we just see him doing laps
2: yeah we're like oh, I, I thought like going to the bathroom al how are you doing, <laughs> man? that's how he's brought up is how he's raised <laughs> yeah it's like what now you run and pee? it's just my afternoon running pee.